about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership, insight, and advice. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, leadership empowerment for women of color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and this is Season 6, Episode 5, entitled, Do the Work with B. Dixon. Be sure to go to NicoleWalker.net forward slash blog to check out B's bio and learn more about her and her business. All right, B. So welcome to She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you joining us today. We're excited to learn about your journey and hear your insight. Thank you. You're welcome. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you. All right. So let's get started by you telling us about your background professionally and what you currently do for those that may not know. So my background professionally, um, I started my career out in pharmacy and I did that for like 10 years. Um, and I worked in every type. I worked in IV rooms. I worked in chemo labs. I worked in retail. I worked in hospitals. I did all kinds of stuff. So my experience was pretty vast. Um, then I thought about going to school to be a doctor, but then I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. You know, you should really love that if you're going to do that. Mm. Um, and I decided I didn't want to go that way. And then I went to work for Whole Foods mm. and I was like a salesperson, but then I was a merchandiser and a buyer. And then I left there to be a food broker. So my my customer went from like you being my customer at Whole Foods to like Whole Foods being my customer. Oh wow. Um and I represented like a hundred brands. Um and then after that, uh I went to work at a startup for a kale chip company. Um and I was an area sales manager there. And then but within those last from from Whole Foods to uh to being a broker to working at the kale chip company the kale chip company was my last job ever um i was also the ceo and co-founder of the honeypot company um which is uh what a lot of people know me from at this point and we make we are a plant-based feminine hygiene company that focuses on um wellness around the vagina so you know daily monthly care um, external washes, wipes, pads, tampons, those types of things. All right. Okay. Yeah. So going right into our next question, like, um, I feel like anybody can go to your website and find out that your idea for the honeypot company came from an ancestor coming to you in your dreams, but do yes. you, can you elaborate more on that story and kind of, you know, how you ended up where you are? Yeah. I mean, you know, she, she came, she had been watching me, watching what I was going through. And, um, she came to me one night in a dream and sat down we were sitting down at a table talking and she told me that this would, you know, she gave me a recipe, basically told me to read the paper. Um, you know, she had been with me, right. So she knew that I had been a pharmacy tech. So I knew if she gave me the ingredients, I would figure out what to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I read the ingredients. I remember when I woke up, I wrote them down. I made them. And then, you know, I just got to work after that. <laughs> you know, I found women that would try it. Um, we did that for like a year. Then people were ordering through email. 
Mm-hmm. Then, um, then we got into Whole Foods. We we, we launched the Bronner Brothers show. You know, we sold six hundred bottles in a weekend. Um, we got into Whole Foods. We got online. You know, and things just organically kept growing. I love you that. Know? I love yeah. that. I think that's amazing, right? Because I am a big person as far as analyzing my dreams and yeah. believing keeping a notebook right next to my bed. Because yeah, if I get out yeah. of the bed. I'll forget, yeah. but were you able to carry that memory with you? Like, or did you have to write it down as soon as you no, got like, it? I, I wrote it down literally like, like the moment I woke up, I wrote okay. it down. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. I love that. Yeah. All right. So let's take a scroll back down memory lane. I kind of like to ask this question to see how everything fits together. Can you tell us mm-hmm. what you wanted to be when you grew up? I know that when I was young, like when I was in high school, I was in like the f- future business leaders of America and like always had like a kind of an entrepreneurial mindset. So if I look back at at those things, I would say in my mind, I thought that that, that I would go into the world of business somehow, you know, but I don't like, but I don't, I don't remember. I wasn't the kid that like, it's like, oh, I'm gonna get married one day, and my dress is gonna look like this, and my thing. I wasn't like, I wasn't that kid. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, okay. And I was such a hustler. Like when I was a kid, my mom, I wanted to get my 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 driving permit because I really wanted my license, but I was 15. Okay. And my mom was like, um, I, actually, I was 14 going on 15, but I knew at 15. I could get my driving permit, right? Okay. So I went to my mom and I said, I want to get my driving permit. And she was like, that's cute. Um, <laughs> if you're going to do that, you got to go. And, um, you know, you're going to have to go to driving school. Driving school costs money. I don't have that. So you're going to have to get a job. And I was like, bet. I went and got a job at McDonald's like a couple of days later, you know? Okay. So I was always that kind of kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, want more, do more want more do more and my mom kind of made me that way you know yeah yeah I like that I like that that reminds me of me and my daughter you know same situation like you want this look we don't necessarily have the means so you better figure out a way. yeah you gotta <laughs> you gotta you gotta figure it out but yeah I mean I feel like it's good for kids to like help them to understand like this is what it takes if yeah. you want like when groceries just magically appear right kids aren't like oh mommy had to have a job and then you know and she had to yeah. like wake up and get us ready for school and you know what I mean yeah like so I think it's important um it 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 was really important that she didn't just give to me you know okay I like that Mm -hmm. I agree right my daughter she's in college I have two kids Mm -hmm. big stand but anyway my daughter's in college and I remember one day she called me and she was like mom thank you for the way you raised me because some of these girls out here don't know how to do anything they they don't know how to make it nothing (laughs) yeah I don't know how to make it yes at least I bet your baby knew how to cook I bet she knew how to clean. She got to take care of herself. Yes. It's a thing, man. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. All right. So tell us about a pivotal point in your life and how it shaped who you are today. Oh, wow. I won't go into detail, but I was at a point in my life where I was not happy, like, at all. I don't want to say that I was, like, depressed, with the air quotes yeah but um but I wasn't happy okay and um you know it showed in everything that I did you know it was like 
um, I think when you're not happy, it just like comes out of your pores. Just like yeah. when you are happy, it comes out of your pores, right? I agree. And I was driving with my mom one day and she was like, she calls me Nikki because my middle name is Nakia. Okay. And she was like, Nikki, you know, like, like you, you wasting your time being unhappy. Mm. Like you, like, you know, you're going to die one day. Mm. No. And she was like, she always, now she says, so she'll listen to an interview I did. Cause this really, it changed my life. Like I have it like tattooed on my fingers, you know, like this is a L, this is an H, that's a T, this is a D, right? And that stands for learn how to die. Oh, you know, right. like my mom is like, um, you know, if you're gonna die, cause everybody is, you really need to spend your time, your, your time living. You don't have any moment within your life that you cannot be happy with your now, basically, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, everything is now here, right? So it's like, you know, that that changed my life. And then soon after that, my brother introduced me to stoicism. You know, soon after that, started reading like Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, you know, I read a few of his books. Soon after that, I found Osho, you know, who changed my life. So I've been on a path where at first I was practicing being happy, but now mm -hmm. it's not it's not a practice anymore. Um, I just am, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean that bad moments don't happen or you, you, yeah. know, you don't get sad or you don't come out of your square every now and again, you know, that that's not what that means. Um, but in, in general, I'm a very, very, very happy person. Okay. Thanks for that. I love that. That reminds me of one time I, I was in a class and I think it was about, it was about leadership and mm -hmm. He had us do an exercise where he asked us, he said, if you like at your funeral, what do you want people to say about you? Or, you know, like mm -hmm. that kind of thing where it had me to think about the, the way I was living my life, you know, like, mm -hmm. well, what are you doing and how do you want people to talk about you when you die? So that right. you have to make sure that you're living the way you right. want, you know, yourself to be viewed when you're no longer here. So Right. Not the same, but it just reminded me of that. But um, yeah. you talked about something that I don't have much knowledge on. Can you elaborate on what stoicism is? Stoicism is, um, it's basically the understanding, you know, that when you hear people being stoic, um, like Marcus Aurelius practiced stoicism, you know, a lot of the like Greek philosophers Okay. Um, and Roman philosophers practice stoicism. And I'm sure that there's, you know, there's some African roots within that as well. Um, you know, but basically that practice is the understanding what you can control oh, okay. and what you cannot control. Okay. And, and also understanding that you're going to die. Right. Yeah. And understanding that being present is really the only thing that you can be because that's the only place that you always are. Yeah. Right. You're always just presently in whatever the moment is. Right. Like I'm only presently in this moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like what else could I do right now other than this? You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Completely. And so, so it's understanding that, <laughs> you know, um, and, and, um, you know, so a lot of stoic books will focus on like maybe quotes around being able to be present, being able to be here right now. 
being able to respect the premise of the fact that we're all going to die at, at any moment, not to be morbid. And so, um, you know, that, that can be very grounding, even in a moment like what, we're, what, what our constant world is dealing with right now. And using this time, because the world is shut down, mm. where you're at home, and your kids are home, and your, your husband's home, or your, your, your wife, or, whom, or you just home by yourself, you know, <laughs> or your partner, or whatever, or your friends, whatever, but really using this time to just be here and be happy with your here and use this time to understand where your life is and, and, mm-hmm. and if you're happy with that. And if you're not, what are you doing? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So I understand that premise. I didn't know the title for it. So thanks for going into that. And I do, I think that's so timely, right? Because everyone's mm-hmm. so in up in uproar you know, and worried about something that's beyond our control, which like you said, mm-hmm. the only thing we can control is this present moment and being present right. in the moment. And even in that, that doesn't require your control. Yeah. It's just the control over your choice of if you're, if you're going to be or if you're not. Right? Okay. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. it. All right. So tell us about what you're currently doing to improve yourself personally and or professionally. A lot of what we just talked about, being patient, taking care of myself, like eating well, taking my vitamins, cooking, drinking water, being a good human, loving myself. So therefore loving everything around me Mm. and, you know, gratifying what I want to do and not, not repressing. That's a big thing for me right now. And, uh, and then with the business, you know, it's just showing up, you know, everybody in our t- on our team is kicking in on everything right now. Anything that needs help, we're, you know, everybody's scrambling to make sure that we get things done because things are really crazy. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. All right. I like that. I think we make things a lot harder than it has to be, you know, because your mm-hmm. answers were to me very simple. But yet, you know, we make things so complicated and so much bigger than it has to be, you know, like patience, like drinking water, like those simple things that are often overlooked. It's not easy to like live in the world and, and work hard not to be of it. That's that's really hard to do, actually. Um, you know, so... Um, yes, these are all very simple things. Um, but if you haven't conditioned yourself to be okay with those things, those things will be remarkably hard for you to do. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's really easy to do. Yeah. Thanks for that. I agree. It's a mm-hmm. simple idea, but yet the exactly. practice, the practice exactly. is not as simple. Yeah. 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 Until, especially until it's not practice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. So tell us about the last book you read or listened to and what it was all about. I'm listening to right now. I've already listened to it. The last two books that I read, I'm still listening to. Okay. (laughs) It's like if you watched a really good movie, you're like, I want to watch that again. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if I missed anything. Um, But I'm listening to Osho. It's like a 21 day meditation thing okay and I'm not necessarily listening I listened to it the last time over 21 days now I'm just listening to it like I'm waking up to that um and then I'm listening to Osho the secret of secrets Mm. um so I'm listening to Osho books right now 
Okay. So yep. do you practice meditation daily or throughout your day? Tell us more about your interest in meditation. I meditate, but I don't think in the way that most people think of meditation. Okay. I was like actively practicing to meditate where I actively sat down, got quiet, went in. Okay. But that didn't feel authentic to me. It felt like I was trying to do something just for the sake of doing it. Okay. Then all of this happened. So now I'm just like in a space by myself. Now I'm more so like being more conscious of my now. Mm -hmm. And that is a form of meditation to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, tell me more. Not like, not like I do have moments where I'll, where I'll go in and out and I'll meditate. But I do it when I want to. Okay. Naturally. That, but that's just where I am right now. Sometimes I may practice on a daily basis, 15 minutes, you know. Um, but I but what I've learned is that meditation is is more about letting your brain do what it does and you not judging what your brain is doing or thinking or saying or reacting to or whatever. So I'm I guess I'm I'm practicing or doing a raw form of meditation where I'm just letting my brain think what it thinks and do what it does. And I'm, I'm working to not judge Hmm. those thoughts or those reactions or, you know, but to just really be okay with whatever it is. And I've heard that before. So I get it. I just have a question, I guess for me, it's like, do you try to understand or do you just let it be? You just let it be. I'm letting it be. I don't need to try to understand. Okay. You know, I'm not trying to rationalize it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm really okay with where I am right now. Right. So, um, you know, I could be being quiet or listening to music or reading or cooking or rolling a joint or doing whatever it is that I'm doing. I just try to be real conscious in doing that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm cooking, I'm conscious of cooking. I'm trying not, I'm working to not be anywhere else, but in my food, making what I'm making. Right. If I'm, um, if I'm reading, then I'm, then I'm listening to a book. I'm not trying to do nothing else, you know? Um, so it's more so of me just being really conscious in my moments and not being all over the place while being in a moment in my mind. Okay. I like that. So going back to the, the going back to the now, you know, and, and yeah. like you said, yeah. So it's all going full circle. All right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. So tell us about an aha moment that you had lately and how you've changed as a result. I'm going through something right now with another person that I can't control and I, for so long, I was, uh, I won't go into details, but I was really upset to be in the situation. You know, I was really upset that, that I was even having to deal with this, that, you know, this person would even do this because from my point of view, I thought that I was really good to that person, mm-hmm. you know, but then I realized that I was complicit in all of it. Mm. If I was good to them, it was because I chose to be. Mm. If I did for them, it was because I chose to, right? And the moment that I'm in right now where 
I'm having to do things that I don't, I wouldn't necessarily sign up for. Like nobody can sign up for it. Right. But it's like, we're here now. So yeah, I can choose to be upset. I might still be a little salty. Like there's a little salt on it, but I'm not, but I'm in a different place than I was a month ago. Okay. You know, because I'm not going to let that thing bring me down over something that might just make me feel a little uncomfortable. So um, I think that that was my aha moment. Like that doesn't have to ruin you. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody died. You know, you, you have what you need in order to live. That makes me think like the premise we would want to hope for, right. Is to be unconditional, but we're human. And sometimes Mm -hmm. like if we treat a person, however, we expect to be treated the same, right. When, you know, we shouldn't have expectations. Does that make you want to change the way you are? Mm -mm. If anything, it, it takes more of my inhibitions away. Um, it makes me want to live an even better, more unlimited lifestyle because I did, I did what I did because I felt that I needed to do it in those moments. Right. And, um, I don't ever want to stop being that way, you know, um, cause I want to really enjoy my moments. Um, and I want to, all it does is make me conscious that, um, that, that, I should do what I want to do, but I have to be okay with either side, the good or the bad. I have to live neutral inside of it. And so, you know, so as long as I can live there, I'm Gucci, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Right. We can only control ourselves. Right. And it's easy to allow ourselves to be swayed when things don't necessarily go the way we want to, but you know, it's more powerful to continue to be ourselves and just accept people where they are and not allow that to change us. You got, yeah, you got to accept people where they are. You can't, you can't, um, you can't change people. I agree. So do you believe in the value of higher education and or training and tell us why or why not? Oh, that's hard for me. For me, no. <laughs> I think if our school system was set up different, Maybe. I did not like school. Okay. I started my pre-med, but then I was like, I hate this. I do not do things that I don't believe in. I do not do things that I don't want to do. I just do not do it. I can't. I will not be good at it. So for me, no, I don't believe in it because I don't believe in it. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) And, and, and if I attempt to do anything I don't fucking believe in, I'm not going to do it well. I'm not going to do it well. So I, so no, I don't. Hmm. I'm really fortunate in my life and not even when, when people hear that their first thought is money. Hmm. That's not why I'm fortunate. That doesn't mean anything more than what it means, Mm -hmm. but I'm fortunate because I get to do what I want to do Hmm. and live while I'm doing it and eat off of it and pay my bills on it and put clothes on my back and help my mama. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And employ other people. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. But I do that well because I do it well and I believe in it and I want to do it. Mm. To me, that means everything. Do I want to do it? Yes. Okay. This is what we doing then. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, um, no, that's that's important. It is important. I agree. Because like you said, mm-hmm. if you don't want to, it's going to show up. It's, it's going to show up. I agree. All right. So um, can you tell us how you stay on the cutting edge in your field and with your business? Recently, we've been relevant um, because we had some viral activity happen, which was crazy. But that wasn't necessarily our doing. Okay. I try to show up for what we're doing, right? Like, even before that viral activity happened, I will take every press call. I will sit on any panel. I'll do whatever it takes to get the name of our brand out, even if it's only, even if I'm only talking to 10 people, you know what I mean? Um, I'll get on every podcast. I don't, I don't discriminate based on the size of the podcast. Mm. Um, You know, you know, I, I, I really want to spread the word. I really want people to know what we're doing. And I really want people to potentially experience what I've been able to experience with our products and what so many other women have been able to experience with our product. So I think that's the way. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Show up. Yeah. Just show just Yeah. Just show up, man. Good. You know? Yes. Okay. So do you have a recommended resource to share with entrepreneurs and tell us how you utilize the resource? I think professionally, one of the biggest resources we've had is we've, we've hired the right team. Right. Um, I think the other thing is we've used like for retail, getting into retail, we've hired the right brokers. Okay. Um, um, you know, cause a lot of times people don't know if you if you want to get into a specific retailer, especially if there hasn't been a connection yet, tip, you, you know, you want to have a little bit of money before you, before you think about going to retail or have access to money. Um, because typically what you'll do is you'll hire a broker that has a relationship with that retailer specifically. They typically have like monthly meetings with those retailers or quarterly meetings with those retailers. And then, you know, you use that relationship in order to get your way into a store. Another professional resource, if you're not ready for stores, um, there's like, you know, using Shopify or using Squarespace are huge using companies like 99design are huge because those are companies you can go to that can build you a website and it's not like hundreds of thousands of dollars and shit you know um it might it may cost you between two and like tens of thousands of dollars but you can get any type of website in the middle of that right like you can get you a two thousand dollar website if you want it right or you can get a higher price one but the point is is that that's a good place to go when you're just at the beginning you know, using Amazon is huge, mm. um, especially if you want to go into retail, because every retailer that you're going to sit down with is going to say, are you on Amazon? If mm-hmm. so, what are your numbers like? Amazon is a very respected retailer, even though they're online and, it, and, it's, a, and it's a retail marketplace, <laughs> it's still a retailer. Okay. Personally, I listen to a lot of books and I gratify myself. Those are some resources. And that's good. Now you talked about hiring the right team and the right broker. And I, I think I I heard you answer the question as far as the broker, making sure they have relationships with the different retailers that you're interested in, but can you elaborate on like, what do you use to determine who's right for you? That changes over time because every level that your business goes to, not that there's levels, but you know, based on where your business is, that kind of tells you who you need to hire. 
right? Mm -hmm. If if you're a company like ours and you're going into, you know, you're getting into a lot of retail and those types of things, you want to make sure that you have the right sales team, right? Mm -hmm. So um, having the right sales team means, means having the right president or the right vice president of sales that has had experience in building and working with those retailers, right? So that the way to find those people is those people typically work for startups, like a like the company I worked for, Rhythm Superfoods. The person that's my that's my president of sales now used to be my boss at Rhythm Superfoods. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So like she came from she's got like 20 years experience, you know, Kelly. She has 20 years experience in sales. That's who you hire okay. to run your sales team. You understand? You yeah. don't you don't hire your uncle who may have worked, you know, in a couple, you know, you know what I mean? Like you hire like people that have fucking legitimately held down that position and have legitimately gotten brands into stores and, 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 and those brands have stayed on the shelf. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you need, you need supply chain team, right? So that those people, the person that, that, that runs supply chain at the top level has got 40 years experience in supply chain right can can read a trade spin document in like a second mm. you know some of the team has just kind of rise you know has has just moved into different departments because they've been here for for a long time you know but i think the biggest thing is you just have to make sure that the people that you hire have the experience to be able to do the job um you, you don't especially if you're paying them well you, you know you really can't afford and you have to pay them well because you really can't afford to have people running your sales team or people running your supply chain and, and they're still having to figure out how they're going to eat, hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good advice. Thanks. Yeah. We don't want disgruntled people, right? Cause they're not going to do a good job. All right. That's why when you, when you rate, when you raise money with, with investors, they want to make sure that you at least can have like a living wage because an investor doesn't want you worried about how you're going to fuck. If you're worried about how you're going to eat, you're not going to perform well, mm. you know? So I think that's another practice that you need to have in your mind is understanding the, the power of paying people decently so that they can eat. Great points. All right. So do you have any advice for an up and up and coming entrepreneur that you like to share? I think my biggest piece of advice is like, whatever you decide to do, just make sure you do it well, mm. you know? Yeah. And if it's a product, you know, I say this all the time when people ask me, if it's a product, make sure the product works. If it's skincare, make sure it, it does a beautiful job. If it's food, make sure it tastes like heaven, you know? And, and start off with one thing and get good at that thing and understand how to grow and scale that thing, even if that thing has a, a couple different flavors, but it's the same thing, right? Um, don't think you have to take on the world all at once. Like, you can just start with one thing. You can build a really cute Squarespace site. You know, you can go on Shopify. You, can go on, you know, there's, there's ways to do it, do it well, and promote it well, and use Instagram ads and Facebook ads and things like that don't have to necessarily be spending a, a bunch of money on Google and all those things. Mm -hmm. There's ways to do it and do it simply and do it lean and don't think that you have to raise money straight away. 
Don't raise money till you got a real reason to, you know? And don't quit your fucking job because you started your business. If your business can't pay you what your job paid you, put it this way, if your job ain't paying you enough and you still trying to rob Peter to pay Paul, right? And then you start a business and you think that it's intelligent to quit your job that wasn't paying you well anyway, then to just go focus on your business that may not be paying you shit. Work your ass off, run your business and have a job because when you get your own business and once it scales, that is your life. It is like you got 10 jobs because you have to do whatever it takes to get it from, from nothing to something. So you really want that practice of having to hold down a job and having to run your business and having to, to, to feed your family. Use that shit as practice. Because mm. that's what having a business that's making money that can help you survive and at least one other human survive, that's what the shit is like. Mm. It's hard. It's so hard. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm working from home right now. All of us are, right? But, like, I'm working all day. Mm. I'm, like, doing four or five of these a day, you know, in emails, um, talking to lawyers, all kinds of shit is happening today. So I could be working for 12 hours. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's a normal work day for me. Mm. And, and if, and if it was, and if you want to throw some more in there, I typically am living on at least three to four airplanes a week and helping the team, running the team, understanding ops, working on new products. Like, so my work week can be like 70, 80 hours a, a week. At this point, it doesn't feel like work anymore, mm -hmm. right? I barely get a fucking vacation, but sometimes I do it. I'm at least going somewhere to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, that's my point. Like, it's hard to do. And it really, you think people's mind is, some people are like, I really need the uncomfortability of not having a job so that I can, so that I can, like, be, so I can find them find the money but if you come off of just working a nine to five to doing that shit that's 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 not easy to do because you're you're used to somebody paying you a paycheck mm -hmm. right and you may you may win you may you may start doing well um but like but like some shit like this could happen let this be if this is an example for anything let this be an example of why it's important to have multiple streams of revenue Okay. Especially if you're like a like a like a Genesis startup, like you're just starting up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, look, if that didn't help anyone, it helped me because I go through I'm, I'm still in corporate and they work my last nerve and I'm like, oh, I could be better off with this. Seems like the grass is greener, but it's not. Yeah. It's not greener, sister. It it, it the, the shit's the same color on both sides. <laughs> Yeah, that reminds me of, I saw a meme that talks about um, the entrepreneur life and it has like, it goes up, down, up, up, in between, down, down, you know, just showing of how up and down it can be and just for what we're it is. Now is a key indicator of that. Yeah. It, this is a key indicator. Be appreciative for what you have, mm. whatever you have, because guess what? There's somebody who does not have that. Mm. Mm. So, you know, a good way to pay respect to the people that are losing everything is to really respect when you have something, even mm -hmm. if it's not ideal. 
at least you got it. Yeah. You know? That's good. All right. Thanks for that. So we're coming up on the end. Do you have a favorite quote? And if so, can you share it with us? It's in Spanish. I'm not, I don't speak Spanish well. Recuerde respirar. Remember to breathe. Hmm. It's tattooed on me. Nice. I love that. Yeah. That's funny. My my aunt used to tell me this. I tell it with my daughter where when I'm upset, like I'll just go a mile a minute talking about something. And my aunt was like, do you know that you did not breathe? Not one time, you know? And then I see my daughter doing it where, you know, life, like, again, this situation can have you up, down, and across, you know, but like you said, mm-hmm. remember to breathe. <laughs> just remember to breathe. And you know what? Remember, remember that there's only here and now. Yeah. That's it. That's all you got right here, right now. You don't have anything else. Yeah. Right? So, like, even though shit may feel terrible, you may be in a bad situation, if you can just breathe for a second and just get real present, you know, you would know that, like, things could be worse, even if they're awful. If it's something that's terrible, guess what? It's here now. Right? So you got to just, like, figure out what you need to do to get through it get through it and then and don't let it keep you down because even if it happened five minutes ago it's in the past you understand what I'm saying yeah so really really being able to like be here for that even if you have a moment where you make yourself feel shame or guilt or uh like why the fuck did I say that or why did I do that you already did it (laughs) so what just die to it you know yeah I have to tell myself that shit all the time die to it be you it's done all right, all right. Well, we're coming, like I said, coming up on the end. Can you tell us where your last vacation was, what your favorite vacation spot is, and where your next vacation would be? Last year, I went to Lisbon, and I went to the Canary Islands. The Canary Islands, that experience where we were was the best place that I've ever vacationed because the mm. shit was ridiculous. It was like... They upgraded our room and it was insane. (laughs) Crazy. My favorite place in the world is New York City. I love New York. But when I'm talking about like a holiday spot, Lisbon, Portugal. Oh, wow. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. And where are you going next? I don't know. I don't know. I got to get through quite a bit of things. Um, You know, uh, the world is a little on fire right now so I think it's gonna take a few months but I'm going somewhere though in a few months I, I just don't I don't know where yet but I, I will okay well thanks for yeah. that yeah I like to ask these questions to inspire people to think about travel I love travel I think travel is so yeah. enriching you know so yeah. all right so before we go do you have any events or offers or well no events now but any offers or you want to tell uh, the listeners where to find your products your website social media anything like that yeah you can find us on social media at the honey pot co you can find me on social media at i am b dixon b-e-a-d-i-x-o-n um you can find our our products on the honeypot.co we're a little sold out right now but we still do have some products so you just you know keep keep looking at it every day because um we're, we have kind of rolling restocks happening if you want to figure out the stores we're in you can go to our store locator put in your zip code um and it'll tell you everywhere we are 
All right. Well, thanks again, B. We appreciate you Thank talking you. with us today. And we Thank enjoy you. hearing about you. You're welcome. Thank you. Take care. All right. You too. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of She Leads Podcast. Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to go to our Facebook page at She Leads Podcast to like or follow us. And also let us know if this episode of She Leads Podcast inspired you by leaving us a comment under the post for season six, episode five. Thanks. Until next time, be empowered and empower on.